Hi, Aron. This is Stephanie calling from Uni Registry. I'm reaching out on funnybooks.com, the domain name. Uh, you had some previous interest in purchasing this name. Uh, we have a seller who is in a little bit of a different position in terms of flexibility on sale prices. So if you still have a project, please do give me a call back when you get this. Thank you. Yo, yo, man. It's Spider-Man on the block. You feel me? Catch me later. Yeah, hi, this is Martin from Comixology Customer Service. Um, I just wanted to reach out to each of you to let you know we got your feedback. To Mr. Aaron Head, uh, it is anatomically impossible to do as you suggested in your message, so we'll have to politely decline. To Paul, I humbly want to inform you that changing the system is not as easy as unplugging it, waiting 10 seconds and plugging it back in, nor blowing on the cartridge before putting it into the system work. To Wayne, you'll be happy to know that we've cleared up your subscriptions to Cat Girls vs. Cowgirls and the Squidman of Yamamoto School. Uh, luckily for you, hentai and furry comics were prioritized in the first patch, so you should be all set there. To Andrew, well, I appreciate the offer of an x-ray. I can confirm you will not find either thumb where you suggested that it might be. Thank you for your input. We've been hard at work compiling everyone's suggestions to be casually ignored by upper management. In the future, I might suggest buying your comics physically from your local store. It's worked pretty well for me. Excelsior. This is Wayne. My name is Andrew, and I updated my Comixology app one week ago. Uh, (laughs) Poor Andrew. So right before we started recording, uh, someone mentioned DC vs. Vampires, and I realized I missed buying it this week. That was DC vs. Vampires, issue number five. Which I was about to ask which issue it is, because Uh going out there, I'm having a problem finding it, (laughs) so I did a search. Uh Upon searching, I searched DC vs. Vampires. What do I get on the results? I get issue number five is the first one that comes up. Then I get issue number one with no indication that I already own it. Uh Uh-huh. But Mm -hmm. it has a buy with one click. Issue number six pre-order. Then after the DC versus vampires that are on the list, there's Superman Doomsday, King Spawn, Department of Truth. Why are these showing up on a search for DC versus Vampire? <laughs> yeah, good question. Hey, you know what's interesting? You know, I was I was just validating Wayne because I don't believe anything he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, questionable source, right? I mean, he's sketchy. Oh, and I hit what I hit by with uh, one click, and it says, "Sorry, something went wrong." Yeah, but, so like I went into the book for because I I was like, really, that sucks. So you can go to buy now. So yeah, if you click it, it won't work. But if you go into the book, it'll say you acquired this item on October 26, 2021. DC versus Vampires issue one, mind you. It also says, and here's an interesting factoid that I was not aware of. Loan this book to anyone you choose. Oh, that seems new. Try it. Like perhaps try to loan all of us have it. I don't. Oh, you don't. I don't read. Yeah. 
What's your email address? Oh, we'll do this offline. Yes, let's do this <laughs> yeah, offline. He's going to need your social security number, too. <laughs> I know that address. Was that mother's maiden name you need? Okay. <laughs> and what street did you grow up I know that's a function of Kindle, because I've done loaning Kindle books before. Yeah, apparently you can loan comics now. Huh. Interesting. That is well, interesting. I mean, I mean that might be, be – Everything else sucks. Well, but you know, <laughs> if if we can loan comics, that that would uh, that would uh, you know prevent a spaceman issue again, Paul. It would it would also probably cut our comics purchases by about seventy five percent. Yeah, we can just take turns reading. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's We're right. Just passing it around and become you know, a true treehouse experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll read this month, Tuesday. I uh, I bought my new comics on on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and you know Tuesday is DC Comics New Comic Book Day, and it was initially very difficult to find the DC Comics. You know the the new comics uh, page on Amazon is not nearly as helpful or intuitive as the Comicsology new release page was because they had it all sorted by publisher for you. And I feel like Amazon built their page to make the uh, field a little bit more even for all publishers. But that's not how comics readers read their comics. That's not how I read my comics. You know, I've got certain publishers that I want to be on the lookout for new books. For instance, I have become a really big Aftershock Publishing uh, comic book fan. And there is not, there was not at that time an opportunity to sort by Aftershock. There was the ability to sort by DC and Marvel and a couple of other publishers. But at that time on, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday morning when I was looking, there was not an option to sort for IDW publishing or for Image Comics. Uh, hmm. you know, which I felt like were two really big misses. Now, they updated it later in the day and put more publishers, but these guys don't seem to understand their business to leave out so many publishers on New Comic Book Tuesday and New Comic Book Wednesday morning. Uh, I, I don't know when other people buy their books, but I, that's the first thing I do when I when I roll out of bed on Tuesday morning is I start picking up my DC Comics because I need to start reading well, on Tuesday pooping. night. That's right. While he's yeah. sitting on the toilet. Yeah, while, while, I'm, while I'm squeezing one out, you know, I want to get my comic books. So. He does his Wordle. <laughs> well, and I have to I have to tweet about my Wordle. Don't forget about that. Exactly. <laughs> nice. And yeah, do you have so, to strain a lot with, with with your morning uh you know duties? No, no. I I am I'm, I'm as regular as a, as a train, man. I, All right. Well, you said I, squeezing I, one out. I was a little worried for you. I am on time. I'm on time every time. I'm the on-time machine. Okay, Wayne, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so no, I tend to buy my books all on Wednesdays. I just want to do the go out once a week to buy the books. And so I, especially now, like, I what like... What does it matter? Looking, You're going to get charged for every single book individually now. Sure. Anyway, it was different Man, yeah. from Comixology, <laughs> and it was just two purchases, and you can add to cart. Now it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to make one comics purchase, but it's going to be 30 charges on my damn credit card. Yeah, well, we the don't big difference cards, is, like 10 10 I used to like browsing the Comixology website. This okay. is horrid. Yes, yeah. it's a terrible experience. But yeah, so what a lot of people out there had, thankfully, it sounds like none of us ran into this, but a lot of people out there had their cards flagged for fraud. Yeah. yeah. Because it was charging every individual purchase. Well, within, I think what happened with minutes. that. 
Yeah, I think what happened with that. Now, I didn't have it, but I think um, a lot of people were was related to subscriptions. Yeah, it was definitely the subscriptions were the big thing. So if you had it subscribed, they processed all of it at the same time, but they processed it as individual sales. And it looks fraudulent. You know what's sad? Amazon. Amazon has literally changed the landscape of purchasing anything by making the online purchasing experience so easy that I'm like, well, I can go to Target five minutes down the road, but I don't need it today. Right. I'll just order it from Amazon. I'm happy to have it tomorrow morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've made the purchasing process so easy. And yet when it comes to comics, when it comes to comics, it's almost like they want us to go to the comic store because right. they hate yeah. digital comics. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Well, it, and it was so frustrating when you actually go to do the buying. So first you have to find your books. But once you find them, book. you have to go into each individual book to buy them. Right. Like on Comixology, the, you can have the whole list and just click buttons as you went down. Well, and there's no them. indication on the main screen. You know, until you click through to the comic itself on the main screen where it lists all the different books, there's no indication there that whether or not you own it. So if you're if you're not in a new comic book day experience, if you are in fact looking at archive stuff, you know stuff in the back catalog, yeah, you have no sale. indication until you're actually in the book itself to determine whether or not you own that book already. That is super frustrating. I mean, it is so much more effort. To, to spend money on their site than it was on the Comixology site. And that just blows my mind. Why did they do this? Yeah. this Well, not- basically, they just don't understand the business model. Uh, they are treating comics like they treat novels. This experience works for novels because typically you buy one novel at a time and you go out and you're looking for novels. You don't go out every single week and buy 15 to 20 comic, you know, 15 to 20 novels. Yeah, and I get that, but it's still Amazon, right? And so that's the thing about it. That's, you know, kind of what I was referring to earlier. Like, I can, you know, search for something on Amazon and just hit add to cart. But, you know, in the Comixology purchasing experience, to your point, Aaron, I have to click on the book, go to the page for that book, buy now with one click. It checks out in my shopping cart. Then I have to click back, back back to get uh-huh. to the new releases uh-huh. or just go to the new releases and resort it by my publisher again. Right. You know, it's like a six click experience to buy one comic book, which, you know, that's, I, I know it's first world problems, but yeah. like, <laughs> why know? did you make it more complicated? Yeah. What, yeah. what I did differently, Paul was, uh, I opened new tabs for each book I was considering buying. Yep. So yeah. suddenly I had like 15 tabs open and I have to, I'm going through each individual one. Smart. Smart. But you know, I, mean, smart I, don't, I don't know if what your experience was, cause you know, when I'm on new comic book day, I always, you know, look at the, at the, uh, book and I, I preview the pages. Yes. Right. And the preview function is much less uh, responsive than uh, the Comixology experience for me. Uh, it, it loads slow. It doesn't toggle as easily. Um, you know, it toggles like the regular Amazon preview pages, which is is not nearly as you know. Remember on Comixology, it would pull up and you'd have like the side panel, you know, showing you the 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 cover and the three different pages that you could preview, and you just click on them and it all comes up. Amazon is because it's doing more of a Kindle view. 
uh, it is much slower in my experience. I was like, God damn it. I mean, I was super frustrated on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, and oh. I have carried that anger through the week with Wow. Me. They have actually done an update since I bought books on – it even feels like even earlier today. So, like, I'm looking at new releases right now. Mm-hmm. I click Aquaman, which I'm not going to buy. <laughs> well, and why would you? Instead of going into the book, a menu slid over from the right hmm. with the option to buy with one click. Interesting. There is no details on this one issue. No description. <laughs> no real description of. Well, no. There's read more. No chance of seeing the like the preview pages for that. You still have to go into the book. Uh, oh yeah, no, it doesn't even offer preview pages on this one. Yeah, it's just like a, it's it's a crappy buying experience, which is frustrating. You know, like I said, for for people who buy. Every week, every week we go out to Comixology and purchase our comics, and now it's like an unpleasurable experience. And on top of that, on top of that, freaking Guided View didn't work on half of my books. Today. Same, same. It did not work on Silver Surfer Rebirth for me. It did not work on – it was like three books for me that it didn't work on. Yeah. Uh, it didn't wow. work on Strange Academy, and it did not work on Berserker. So I did not have the, that issue with any books I bought this week, including Silver Surfer. It worked just fine for it. But I didn't read it until – I didn't read Silver Surfer until Friday. Actually, no, I didn't read Silver Surfer until this morning because I didn't realize it came out. I missed it to buy, so I had to go out and buy it. But then looking at my books – actually, no, I think I did buy it. Like I can't find it in my library. I have to literally search for Silver Surfer for it to pop up. I have the book downloaded, and I'm looking in the app, and it is not on a list of anything I have downloaded unless I search. Are you sorted by your downloaded books, or you just have everything there on your on your iPad? I am, fil- I am filtered by downloaded. Huh. If I turn off that filter, then I can see it. Gotcha. It huh. is downloaded. I'm filtered by downloaded, and it's not showing up. I'm sorted by publication date, and it's not on here. Well, you know, but if I search, then it pops up, and I can open the book. I I uh, downloaded Silver Surfer Rebirth, and it didn't work, and I bitched about it in, in our group chat. And Andrew sent me a video of the guided view working on his iPad. And well, no, so, no, but, but but the key thing is that video was not from the Comicsology app. That that video was from the Marvel app. Oh, yeah. That's what I was pointing out. So, so my usual routine uh, is, you know, Friday I get home I ha- from work, I have dinner, I go buy my comics, and then I start uh, reading them. So, two Fridays ago, I experienced buying comics at the Comics LGF, and it was awful. So, in the <laughs> past week, I, you know, recovered my Marvel app. I had to go, you know, reset my password, and then I reset my password for my DC app. Uh, and it is such a much better experience in the Marvel app. Buying, I have in-app purchasing again. Uh, Guide of You works on all my books. Uh, but just for people on the line who are thinking they can do this themselves, yes. you can't unless you already had the Marvel app and it was already synced to your Comixology account. You can yes. open a ticket. And oh, really? They, people have been getting support enabling the sync for them. Okay. But you I'm have to that. go through. There is no way you can do it yourself. You have to actually open a ticket with support to get it done. Uh, yes, because there used to be a way to sync it through the Marvel website, but when they updated the Comixology app, that functionality broke, apparently, uh, from what Paul and I experimented with yesterday and what I read online. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so the Mar- I only have the Marvel app on my phone. I don't have it on my iPad yet. Yeah. Uh, so on my phone, when I it doesn't have a cart for purchasing either. 
Yeah, so for the Marvel app, I have it on my iPad only. I don't have it on my phone. Uh, but you're right. There's not a it's there's not a cart. Uh, but back when Comixology had in-app purchasing, it didn't have a cart either on the iPad back in those days. So you do just click each one. Uh, but you have all the normal stuff you'd have in Comixology. You have Smart List. You have Guided View. Uh, everything sorts. You can you know by cloud, by device, all the same kind of Comixology. Um, um, you know, infrastructure is there in the Marvel app. Now, what was very depressing last night and drove me to drink was when I recovered the DC app last night, I had forgotten that the DC app closed back in July. Mm. So you can still read all your old DC books in the DC app, uh, and you can still sync it with Comixology if you want to read it in that better format, but uh, it, it, you can't buy any new books through DC app. Dang. That stinks. So I'm going to be reading much more Marvel now uh, <laughs> and much less everything else because I just I, – I, until they start fixing it, I just can't drag myself back. The buying – and it's the buying experience. Like the reading experience for me is not nearly as good, but just the pain in the ass it is to buy – find the books you're looking for and buy them each week. I just – I don't have time for it. Yeah, I typically would buy – I bought a lot of random weird things to try each week. And I would basically Marvel and DC were only about maybe 50 percent of the books I bought. But this week, looking at the stuff I bought, I only bought one book that wasn't Marvel or DC. And that's not normal for me. And I feel like that means I've missed a lot of books that I would have bought otherwise mm-hmm. because yeah. of the yeah. experience of it. So when it real quick, so you Wayne, you talked about the Comicsology app being updated. So on my iPad, I don't have it set up for auto updates. So you, you're right; they posted an update today, uh, version 4.0.1. And here is the very short uh, update. Um, again, news. It says uh, they've you know uh, working on bug fixes and app improvements. Here's what we've included in this update: three spots, three bullet points. Point one, accessibility improvements for screen readers and dynamic font sizing. Point two, fix for gray covers for books and library view. Uh, bullet three, downloaded book storage and memory improvements. So I'm wondering about that last one. If uh, one of the bugs that I'm aware of, which hopefully is a bug and not a feature, huh. if you log out of the app for any reason, it wipes away everything you have downloaded. Yeah, I think hopefully it'll fix that. I mean, that's what we kind of ran in when it updated and we all lost our libraries. Right. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be an update for library, but I saw people talking about it online. So I tested it with my phone. And yes, it if you log out of the app for any reason, you lose everything you have downloaded and you have to redownload. So if you have an iPad that you have, like some people have multiple accounts. I have no idea why I would not have multiple accounts. But let's say you have an iPad you're sharing with someone else and... You know, you. I could you see having between the two. We we have often talked about you know if we had done this smart when we first started uh, Funny Books with Aaron and Polly, that we would have had a Funny Books Comicsology account in which we all just read off the same account. Yeah, I mean that would have been the smart thing to do, right? Um, yeah. Instead, we have uh, funded uh, this Comicsology takeover by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. I'm going to spell I mean, a word for you guys, and y'all tell me how to pronounce it. R-E-A-D. Uh, read. read. Okay. Red. Okay. See? Two interpretations. On the new Comixology app, instead of having a progress bar at the bottom of the book like Comixology did, which you know was really clear on whether where you were in the book, when you finish a book now, it throws a little banner across the top that's, that spells R-E-A-D. 
it took me forever to understand that that meant red, not read. I thought it was like, okay, it's ready to read. But no, uh-huh. it means red. And I mean, yeah. I wish somebody had said, you know, that, that word has two different meanings. <laughs> you know, it has two different <laughs> pronunciations and two different meanings. Why don't we give it a more clear interpretation? Yeah, well, you would think so, but I, I can't, you know, ultimately, and just for, for our listeners, Andrew and I tried to do the lending book thing offline. Didn't work. Um, <laughs> got here. So I can't think of a single thing about this. I'm, I'm usually a find some kind of bright spot. <laughs> I, I have never known that that to be the case with you, yeah, Paul. Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I'm, I'm, I'm a silver linings playbook kind of guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh But well, he does he does like a lot of really crappy things. That's, That's true. true. He let, did let like me, Spaceman. Let's try this a different way. I didn't like Spaceman though. <laughs> that, Guys, I think all of you know that I'm an optimistic guy. I always try to find the best in everything. Unlike oh, well, that's, Paul, true. Andrew, that's true. Andrew is that's more true. like yeah. Andrew yeah. Andrew is a positive guy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you, there is nothing positive about the new comicsology app that I've been able to discover. Yeah. I, I have never once in my life been motivated to send feedback through an app. You know, most apps have that little thing under settings uh-huh. where it says send feedback. Yeah. Never once have I done it. Yesterday, when I was trying to figure out, well, last week I guess, when I was trying to figure out how to close a book. And it took me forever to figure out how to close the comic book, <laughs> where it wasn't just like a picture showing like at the bottom of my app, like, oh, you mm-hmm. come back to read this. No, it's actually close it. That, that That's so non-intuitive. Anyway, I was looking for it. And I said, found the sound, send feedback button. Click that. In my statement to them was, there is nothing better about this. It is worse in every way than the previous yeah. app. Please roll this back and bring back Comixology. Uh, and I've never done that before. It's just such a bad, bad move. And, and it could be corporate incompetence. It could be someone wants to kill off Comixology. It would not be the first time a large corporation has wanted to decrease the attractiveness of a product so they can quietly kill it off later. It does feel like that. It I mean, does. It does. What, it feel, what I think it is, you know, basically, I honestly believe them when they say that they wanted to have one code base. They talk about how there's, uh, it doesn't make sense for them to have two code bases for the same thing. The problem is, this isn't the same thing. No. Kindle is not Comixology. Kindle is books. Comixology is comics, and they're consumed and purchased in different ways. But Amazon is the big company it is, looks at the two and says, we have two apps for reading things. That means we have two teams of developers for reading things. We can fire half of them if we say that we're only going to have one. And well, that's what this really was, is they want to move everything over to Kindle so they can push Kindle. And in doing so, they've cut off half of the world from being able to buy comics at all. Yeah, boy, the, so the conversation they, from the U.K. and whatnot is, uh, you know, the folks outside the U.S. marketplace is pretty damn fierce. As irritated as we are, I mean – it's like for uh, you know uh, torches and pitchforks over there. And yeah. why don't why don't you elucidate that for people who haven't heard about the the goings on overseas? Well, yeah, they've shut down a lot of the marketplace. You know that they ju- they don't have half the access we do uh, in terms of, of accessing the books and, and whatnot. I, it's uh, the you know Twitter has been on fire about this since launch. And you know one thing I said last week is you know I believed that they would that Amazon would never come back and comment on that, and I was partially right. Amazon didn't come back and comment, but Comixology did. Yes. I was I, I felt like last week that maybe the Comixology Twitter account, after having posted about the upgrade, you know, the version 4.0, uh, I throw air, upgrade in air quotes, uh, 
I thought maybe that that Twitter account might be done because it, on one day, I don't know if you guys noticed this this week. If you typed in Comixology earlier in the week, it didn't take you to the Amazon store. It, actually, it took you to the Amazon store, but it called it the Kindle store. Mm, and yeah, then they backed right? it back and calling it Comixology again. Um, but I thought for sure the Comixology Twitter account was was going to close after that. But they came back this week and I think it was like a 10 part Twitter post talked yeah. about, you know, whoops, we're, we're working on it, yada, yada. Uh, never, never really owned, never really owned, uh, that it was a mistake to have made this transition, but you know, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, we're working on it. You know, it was a lot well, of that kind of thing. And here's my frustration with that even. So there's a lot of conversation online about people being upset about their update and how we should be happy. They just said that they're working on things. Well, they gave their list of what they say are they they think their problems are. Mm-hmm. The shopping cart was not on that list. Right. The fact they've cut off a good portion of the world can't go out to the website and buy stuff because they're region locked. That is not mentioned either. Yeah. They did not mention any of the biggest issues with this cutover. They mentioned some bug fixes and some shopping experience things, but they didn't mention the biggest issues with the cutover yeah well you know i don't know if jeff bezos reads comics but i'll guarantee you that he does not read comics on the comicsology app if he does <laughs> if this had happened to him and he was any type of comic book fan reading through comicsology he would have been on the phone within minutes trying to say uh well, you know, asking you know why they'd shove their own heads up their own asses and to fix it yeah, yeah uh, no I think he lays back, has one person on one side feeding him grapes, while the other person <laughs> reads his comic to him. That could be. That's that's how the other side lives. That's how I do it. As I said, that's how the other half lives. It is shocking how bad this this rollout was, uh, and you know we're we're gonna. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna continue talking about this uh, as uh, the weeks go by, and hope to be able to report at some point that things have gotten better. But but so far, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm seeing changes. I can't say that I'm seeing improvements. Because yeah, Aaron, Aaron, I'm down to reading only Marvel books. I'm gonna have a lot more time each week to talk about comicsology. <laughs> how, how little I dislike, how little I like it. Yeah. Well, if if we were not recording this podcast i would not have bought comics this week i agree yeah, yeah no absolutely absolutely well, and i think you know one of the things i mentioned earlier which is silver surfer rebirth number two you know for some of us we were able to for some some of the people on this podcast i shouldn't say us because i wasn't included um we were able to you know enjoy a beautiful guided view experience of reading this book um aaron and i were not mm-hmm. uh you know there was no guided view in the comiXology app uh for reading this book now, the, and there is now. No, still not I, for me. I re-downloaded it last night. It did not. It did not uh, change for me. Wow. Yeah, because I have got a view on the app right now, and we're both using. We're all using iPads for it. So yeah, maybe I need even, to. Maybe I need to delete the book and re-download. That's it what something. I did. I, I, that's what I did. You know, in com- – and this is – we'll go there's back to the comicsology. Yeah, there's even inconsistency in the app from person in to com- person. In comicsology, it would tell you, you know, there's a new version of this available. Yeah. Would you like to download it? I did not get that message. But, you know, last night I deleted it, you know, did the, you know, remove from iPad or remove from device feature. And then I went back and re-downloaded it, and it's still – you know, doing the same thing it did. You know, it, I, what it's doing is it's transitioning between pages, but it's not doing the guided view between panels. 
Yeah, I just and I just downloaded mine this morning. And I just deleted it and re-downloaded it and tried it again. And to your point, it it does the transitions between pages, but does not do the guided panel view. Right, and that's super frustrating. And one of the reasons it's super frustrating is this book because it's working for me and not you. Well, also that (laughs) it's also just so gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. Just so gorgeous. The Ron Lim art is amazing. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, for the guy's been in the the industry since thirty years at this point. Yeah, and uh, I mean, his art has it, it feels better than ever in this book. Well, and you know, so many times when you get a creative team back together, they don't find their voice again. Oh, yeah. And Ron Mars and Ron Lim, the Rons as we call them, uh, slipped into this like a comfortable shoe. It is. It is pitch perfect from where we left off in their prior silver surfer series i'm I'm digging this i'm digging this with a shovel man it is it is fantastic yeah i am really loving the book i mean it is been a it's been a while since we've had a silver surfer that reads like this yeah i enjoyed the dan slot one that you guys didn't but i fully acknowledge it wasn't really a silver surfer book well i didn't like the donny cates either uh one either the one that had null in it yeah um, that led into Absolute Carnage. I didn't care for that one either, and but and I love Silver Surfer uh, as a character, and I love you know, and I think one of the things that I appreciate most about this book and and Ron Mars, friend of the podcast, Ron Mars. That's right. Is that this has an appropriate appropriately nostalgic feel without feeling like I'm reading a book from. 30 years well, ago. Or that you're reading books, the same book. Right? Yeah, because yeah. Books 30 years ago were, were written differently, right? right? Like, you know, characters tell told you what was on the panel, right? It was it was it was show and tell. And I and think thought it, bubbles. And Don't thought forget bubbles the thought and things bubbles. like that, you yeah. know? Um, like it was almost like reading a novel where, you know, they were narrating what was on the screen. Um, and I think, you know, Ron Mars has has evolved with the times in his writing style. And uh, but it still feels has the right feel. It has exactly what I wanted out of this book, and it has Thanos, and it has the freaking Infinity Watch. I mean, only yes. only in mention, but seeing them on the page drawn by Ron Lim, I was like, yes. But you and know, you it, know what? I, go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say the, the Infinity Watch. You know, I love the new MCU uh, Drax, but seeing old school Drax on this page, you know, uh, Gamora, Moondragon, Warlock, yeah, Pip. It was awesome to see them in their old, uh, the old design. Uh, It was fantastic. Go ahead, Aaron. And uh, one of the things that I think works so well about this book is that it's not just in continuity with what uh, Ron Lim and Ron Mars did back in the day, but it also incorporates the continuity since then. You know, yeah. Ron Mars has read the books. He's done the work. He didn't just say, eh, we'll forget that shit. He brought it all into play. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, that's what I think is so fantastic about this book is that it, it it's grounded in what has come before, not just the, from the Ron's experience, but with other creators. This is how you do continuity. Yeah. I, I just I fucking love this book. It, it is OK for me to, to talk about who shows up in that last panel. Absolutely. So, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia Jack of Hearts. I don't remember seeing Jack and Hearts in anything in, like, decades. And in the- Well, he died in Avengers Disassembled, and I don't feel like he's come back since. I believe he has. Well, oh, okay. there's two places he's come back. Oh, okay. Three weeks ago, I saw him in She-Hulk number one. Right. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> this week, I've seen him in Silver Surfer Rebirth number two. I'm just wondering, is there some sort of rights issue? Is Mark 
several like <laughs> we need to use this guy, get him out there to show that we're actively, you know, using the IP. I wonder I if he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three for some Ooh. reason. Ooh, I would, that would be great, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. that type of colla- you know coordination. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, pop up in books. Yeah. You know, all this talk about uh, books that are take place during other runs. Reminded me that I bought uh, Ben Riley Spider Man this week, and I didn't download or read it because I don't have a smart list saying what I bought. <laughs> and again, I only found it by searching. <laughs> I'm buying books and not reading them because of the freaking experience <laughs> of this app. Oh, the app's so bad. I, and I mean, having my smart list back when I went to the Marvel app, it was just like putting on old pair of you know, warm flannel pajamas. It felt so good, Wayne. <laughs> and the books don't even show up under recent or, or under publication date until I click the button to download them. Well, so uh, that's weird because I you can enjoy your Silver Surfer guided view because at least I'm able to see all the books I purchased. I just sort <laughs> I just sort by recent and leave the filter off on downloaded. And yeah, uh, the, the I mean it sucks. I got on the list under recent until I downloaded it. Huh? That is weird. <sighs> But I so, gotta say, you know, the first yeah. issue uh, of Silver Surfer, Re- Silver Surfer Rebirth, we had lots of good action, lots of what's going on. The second issue, lots of exposition. We find out what is mostly kind of going on and why Thanos has brought, you know, himself to Silver Surfer. And I'm excited to see where the story goes. I- I'm ready for issue three. It's next week, right, Paul? Paul? I wish. I'm ready for issues three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> and, 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 you know, up to as, as long as they want. I know this is probably only a four to six issue series. I don't know exactly the number of issues. That was my next question is do you did, did, have they announced how long this series is going to go on? Uh, five, five issues. Mm, that's not enough, Paul. Yeah, yeah it, it really is isn't. It is most certainly not enough, but hopefully uh, it does well enough that uh, they'll, they'll keep this creative team to do something else. I mean, can you call your friend Ron Mars and talk to him about extending that to like say 12 issues? I can, we'll I can him. add him to the, to the Skype call right now. Right now. He'll I, be like, yeah, what? What? what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, um, a very yeah, my contact book. list shows he's online right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll want to talk about Human Target this week. He probably won't. Um, from Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Uh, so you know, uh, this is a you know, this was a very different issue, and I I will say now, Wayne, before I. Go down the rabbit hole. Did you actually read this? Were you able to read this book? Oh, yeah. This is one, as always with Human Target when it comes out, it's the first book I read. I'm very curious your thoughts on it because it was a much different storytelling, um, I don't know, much, di- much different storytelling than what we've seen in the first four issues. I am not going to lie. I was confused at parts of the book. Uh, it all kind of makes sense once you're done reading it, but it's the kind of issue that I think I need to read it again. Uh-huh. To fully understand everything, because the book, essentially the entire book takes place in the course of a couple seconds inside the heads of the main character and Martian Manhunter. The whole thing is him defending against a psychic assault, trying to read his mind, and then using that to read Manhunter's mind as well. And because of that, it's very surreal. You get flashbacks to the past. You get things blending together. And it, in a lot of ways, makes very little sense. It gets very confusing. So I struggled with reading it because of the confusion, but I still enjoyed it. 
I also found it really weird some of the things they introduced in this and the directions they're taking. Like I love the uh, the him and Ice being together and uh, all of the all the sex that they had. <laughs> but that Manhunter and Fire are hooking up and part of the hookup is dealing with his fire phobia by burning him. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm, I'm That's, sorry. I, I, I was wasn't listening. What what was that, Wayne? <laughs> Martian Manhunter's getting over his fire phobia by having mental sex with fire? Oh, no. no actual real, physical yeah, as well. <laughs> actual real sex and her burning him. I thought this was all inside his head. Well, no, it no, was, like, we see oh, it remember. through... We see it through his memories and through the exchange going on between uh, Adrian Chase and John Jones, but it actually happened. Yeah, um, I remember I said Adrian was uh, defending against it while reading Manhunter's mind in the process. Well, what gets out I, of Manhunter is the sexy time with fire and the burning. I'm, and I think uh, I've got the name wrong. He's not Adrian Chase, is he? That's uh, he's that's vigilante. Chase. I'm really upset the DC App Store closed eight months ago. <laughs> you know, what I what I found, I, I had a very similar experience to Wayne in that, I, I, Chance, thank you. Uh, I got uh, super confused early on in the book, like, what's going on? And, of course, that's intentional, right? You know, where it really is, is you know, taking the floor out from under you in terms of your perception and understanding. Uh, it, you're not grounded at all as you're moving through the book. But once you start to understand what's going on, uh, that there is some kind of exchange going on, the thing that I found fascinating about this is that as you read through it, you know, our our protagonist, the human target, essentially has had sex with John Jones now. Um, I, I found that fascinating, you know, and it made me, you know, when I was when you're when I was considering, you know, John Jones as a shapeshifter, you know, I when we think about uh, uh, LGBTQ representation. I would love to see a Martian Manhunter story where he explores those other aspects because, you know, he's always been written as male um, and as, you know, heteronormative. I think I would really enjoy seeing a shapeshifter be malleable in that regard. Um, and we've seen him, uh, I can't remember, I think it's a backup feature in maybe Action, action comics. comics. Yeah. Yeah. Where he has, you know, uh, been women, other races, etc. But we've not seen, you know, uh, his, you know, relationship preferences. And I think I would really enjoy uh, seeing that sort of exploration and seeing that sort of representation that way, I think that would be very interesting and timely. But I, I really enjoyed Tom King's perception or take on how, uh, you know, mental communication works in this book, or at least between the Martian Manhunter and others, that when, you know, he probes your mind, he's also, you also get an opportunity to take from his. Yeah, I, I that love that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I love the description as he's being trained for mental combat. Of yeah, you know, okay, well, if you're not if you're not willing to give up your big thing, then you're going to lose, and you're going to give it up anyway. So instead of uh, trying to teach you to defend yourself, let's teach you to fight back by doing what they're not expecting. 
And it was one of those really interesting like ideas because they even describe it. It's like your opponent is going to be rushing in like they're trying to break down a door. So you just open up the door and then you get them on unsure footing. The analogies were really good in these flashbacks. Well, and the clues that we're left with seem to point to fire being the person who attempted to kill Lex Luthor and instead poisoned, you know, our, our protagonist. I... Uh, this is uh, this is going to be super messy by the time it ends. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> it really is right. Martian Manhunter yeah. and fire getting it yeah. all. It's yeah. it, I, I, you know, this issue. I mean, I think we were all a little confused at first, or maybe a lot confused at first. Yeah, and you know, I, I at some point, I thankfully that last page like puts it all into perspective, mm-hmm. and I think it, it is a book that intentionally is meant to be confusing Absolutely. and then reread yeah. once you understand what happened yep. once what's happening like you know when he passes the salt in that whole moment of passing the salt it's it's this mental play between both of them mm-hmm. that you know where they're, they're basically like you said he's defending against his, john jones mind read while also you know getting information out of john jones and i thought that was just really fascinating um it you know it, it is very confusing but i think it it, it absolutely works and it's a really well told book in certain in certain respects tom king reminds me a great deal of brian michael bendis and and in his best work yeah uh in that he really understands the powers and really you know is able to deploy those in the book in new and interesting ways and really probing the corners of what each of these characters can do. Uh, I love that about Tom King's writing. It's one of the things I I have loved in the past about Brian Michael Bendis's writing. Uh, It is really nice to see here, to see him take such a unique take on Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I loved the the first page inside of Chance's head, Mm -hmm. the I'm a little tired. I spent the night in bed with ice. Then I spent the morning in bed with ice. <laughs> then we flew back to the West Coast, and I spent the afternoon in bed with ice. It's like, yeah, you get that opportunity with ice. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so, excellent book. I think it's only an eight issue series, so we're past the halfway point at this point. Man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry when this book is done. Yeah, it feels like we're so much further with the the big reveals in this book, but mm-hmm. that just means to me we've got a lot more twists ahead of us. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, for Marvel Comics, we have the first issue of Strange from Jed McKay and Bjorn Barenz. And oh, no, I'm sorry, Marcello Ferrari. Ferrari um, is the artist on Strange, the new uh, book where the new Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Clea, has taken over as the new Sorcerer Supreme of the, of the Marvel Universe after the death of Doctor Strange. Um, I'm in. I'm a hard in on that one. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out for here. sure. Um, we also have uh, the continuing saga of the Reckoning War in the newest issue of Fantastic Four, issue 41. From DC Comics, we have the first issue, speaking of Tom King, of Batman Killing Time. Um, it's a new miniseries he's doing, a six-issue miniseries with David Marquez on art, um, unrelated to what he is doing in the Batman Catwoman uh, series. This is just kind of a, a new uh, Batman series that he's working on. And I'll check out the first issue. seems like it features uh, Riddler, Catwoman, Killer Croc, and Penguin as kind of the main villains of the book, um, probably tied to the, the, the Batman that is also coming out next week, which also features the Riddler, Catwoman, and Penguin, funny enough. Um, also from DC Comics, War for Earth 3, Issue 1. I know, Aaron, you had sent out um, 
Yeah, they're, that, they're, they previewed that in a number of DC books this mm-hmm. week. That's uh, hot. It's, it's this new miniseries. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll check out the preview art. It's the Teen Titans versus the Flash versus the Suicide Squad on the home turf of the crime syndicate. The problem is I'm not reading any of those books, and it crosses over <laughs> to all those books. So, <laughs> so I would probably not read it, but um, you know, it certainly seems like a fun concept. Also from DC Comics, we get the final issue of Justice League Incarnate from Joshua Williamson um, and, you know, a whole slew of different artists uh, that leads directly into the death of the Justice League in Justice League number 75. Uh, that's not next week, but it's coming up. Um, and also the newest issues of Dark Knights of Steel, World of Krypton and Monkey Prince. Mm, monkey Prince. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. We still want to hear what you think about Comixology. Uh, you know, uh, call and, you know, tell us how much you're enjoying this transition. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, IOMGeek on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, well, we will all gather again next week and bitch some more about Comixology. And, uh, you know, it'll be you know, part three of our ongoing You Done Fucked Up Comixology <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're going we're gonna to rebrand. <laughs> I, I'm sure they'll have it all fixed by next week. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wayne. <laughs> I like it. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.